Hello and welcome. My name is Rokeep Bello and I am the host of Nigerian History of Rokeep, a podcast that explores the rich history of Nigeria and the impact it has had on the world. As somebody who's always been fascinated by African history and culture, I have dedicated my time and energy to sharing the stories of Nigeria's past with a wider audience. Through my podcast, I aim to educate and inspire others with the knowledge and insights I have gained from my research and travels. In each episode, I delve into different aspects of Nigerian history, from the pre-colonial era to the present day. I cover topics such as the slave trade, colonialism, independence, and the rise of African nationalism. I discuss the contributions of key figures, such as Aziweke, Ododua, and others, and their impact their legacy has had on the country and the continent. I believe that by better understanding our past, we can gain a better appreciation for the present and a clearer vision for the future. I am committed to sharing the stories and perspectives that are often overlooked, i.e. African culture and history, and to provide a platform for voices and perspectives that are often marginalized. So join me on this journey as we explore the rich history of Nigeria and the impact it has had on the world. Don't forget to follow me at Nigerian History Rokeep on TikTok for more exciting content and updates. Today's fun fact is that the Nuri Kingdom in Nigeria was one of the first kingdoms in West Africa to adopt the use of bronze, iron, and brass. The use of metal tools and objects in the Nuri Kingdom played a significant role in their daily life and economy. The metals were traded with other neighboring kingdoms, helping the Nuri Kingdom to establish strong political and economic relationships with their neighbors. The metal objects created by the Nuri people are considered works of art and are highly valued by collectors and museums. I talk about the Nuri Kingdom on my podcast for those interested. Today we'll be talking about Queen Idia. Queen Idia was a great warrior and is said to be the true power behind her son's throne. She played a significant role in securing the title of Oba for her son Iziki after the death of his father Oba Ozula. The people of Benin saw her as a strong-willed, beautiful, and intelligent, and wise woman who had the skill of the magical arts. Queen Idia was the first wife of Oba Uzula, the Oba who reigned from an inn about 1481-80. Queen Idia became the first Yoba, which means Queen Mother of Benin, when Iziki conferred upon her throne and gave her the title palace of the queen mother. Queen Idia entered the royal household after Oba Uzula saw her dance and after the dance he wanted to make her his wife. The exact date of their marriage is not known but is believed to have taken place sometime before 1504. Talk about love at first sight. It just seems like the queen had Oba Uzulu under a spell with just one dance. Ida's parents helped prepare her for her future life in the palace by giving her certain medical herbs, which shows her intelligence and her determination to do what's best for her future. Queen Idia's role in the 
in the country over the Ikala people. Um, so Queen Idia's role in the country in the country victory over the Igala people is a well-known part of her legacy. The Igala people are an ethnic group located in central Nigeria. They're known for their rich cultural heritage and strong military tradition. It is said that the neighboring Igala people has sent warriors across the Benue River with the aim of taking control of Benin's northern territories. But Queen Idia, but Queen Idia was a force to reckon with. She put a stop to their plans, proving that even the mightiest rivers can be crossed with a little bit of determination. In response, Igese, with the support of his mother, Idia, led a successful military campaign against Igala, re-establishing the unity and military strength of the kingdom. Queen uh, Idia's political council, magical powers, and medicinal um, knowledge were instrumental in these victories. Her influence was like a conductor of an, of an orchestra, leading each element of the kingdom to work in perfect harmony to achieve a common goal. Her reputation as a great warrior and a woman with immense wisdom and power made her an invaluable asset to her son, who relied on her for, her for guidance and support on and off the battlefield. In other words, she was the ultimate ma major. It is said that Queen Aria's magical powers helped to rally and motivate the troops, giving them the courage and strength they needed to face their enemies. Queen Aria was the first queen mother of Benin and is said to have magical powers. Her knowledge of medicine was so highly valued as she was often called upon to heal, to heal wounding, uh, wounding soldiers and to treat the sick. Queen Idia's powerful influence was like a beacon of light, illuminating the path to victory and providing strength and courage to the troops that who followed her. Queen Idia raised an army to fight off her son's brother, Arhuarin, who was supposed to be the next Oba by right and tradition. However, some people argued that Queen Idia's influence was more harmful than helpful because she. Um, some people may argue that she wanted what was best for her and her son, or her bloodline. They claimed that her uh, interference in court politics led to years of tur uh, turmoil and conflict, but she had one goal in her mind, and that was to protect her son's right of succession and to secure the throne for her own bloodline. She was instrumental in securing the title of Oba for her son, Igesi, and in protecting him from his enemies. She gathered an army of loyal warriors and mercenaries and led them in a successful campaign against Arhuarin. For instance, and people are wondering how did she do this? But for instance, Queen Adia was able to gain the support of the Emotin Palace, an important regional power, and other influential leaders by using her diplomatic skills. Her forces were so strong that Arhuarvin was forced to retreat and Igesi was crowned the new Oba. Queen Idia's bravery and determination ensured that her son would be the rightful ruler and that her bloodline would continue to rule in the kingdom. The phrase womb of Orhu was used to describe Queen Idia's determination to get her son on the throne, even though he was not the first in line. For example, the saying Idia's womb of Orhu is still used today to describe a determined and brave woman who fights to ensure her children's rightful place in society.
Masan Igasi um, Iziki was originally thrown in line for the throne, but became the Oba, defying odds by luck, if you know what I mean. Queen Idia was a forward thinker, and um, she recognized the importance of passing on her knowledge and skills to the future generation. She set up a meeting with the elders of the kingdom to discuss how to ensure a successful transi uh, transition of power when her son descended into throne or ascended. She saw her son's wife as the perfect candidate to carry on her legacy and took the, and took the time to personally train her in the ways of magic, politics, and medicine. For instance, Queen Idia taught her daughter-in-law about the power of herbs and how to use them for magical and healing purposes, as well as how to use magic for protection and divination. Queen Idia was a visionary who understood that her legacy would live on for generations to come if she could find somebody to carry it on. She recognized that her son's wife was well suited for this role and took the initiative to ensure that she was properly trained in all the necessary skills. For instance, during her training, Queen Idia taught her son's wife about the power of herbs and the ability to be used for healing people and treating illnesses. Through her training, Queen Idia ensured that her son's wife would be able to support her husband in his role as Oba and to make wise decisions on behalf of the people. For instance, she taught her daughter-in-law the religious and cultural customs of the Edo people and instructed her in the art of diplomacy and politics. She also instilled in her daughter-in-law the importance of being an influential leader and promoter of, well, of people's welfare. On the other hand, Queen Iria's daughter-in-law was not the only influential woman in the kingdom. There were also mothers, queen mothers, who were influential leaders in their own right and who had their own agendas. In addition, there were wives of the other Obas who had a say in the affairs of the kingdom. Though she was intelligent, she, de she had demonstrated her commitment to the education and empowerment of women, as she saw the importance of their contribution to the future of the kingdom. This is similar to a parent investing in a child's education in order to provide them with the tools and knowledge to become successful in life. Queen Idia knew the importance of preparing her daughter-in-law for her role, and she put in the resources and effort necessary to ensure that she would succeed. Queen Idia was a patron of the arts and commissioned many bronze sculptures and plaques during, during her reign. These works of art depicted scenes from daily life, historical events, and religious rituals that were used to um, commemorate important moments in the kingdom's history. The bronze plaques were also used to decorate the palace walls and were a symbol of wealth and power. The bronze castings produced during it, uh, Queen Idia's reign are considered some of the finest examples of African bronze casting. The works are characterized by their intricate detail, sophisticated design, and technical skill. They are also notable for their unique style, style which is a fusion of traditional African and Portuguese elements. Today, Queen Idia's bronze works are highly prized by museums and collectors and are considered important cultural artifacts 
They serve as a testament to the rich artistic heritage of Benin's kingdom and the significance of Queen Idia's contributions to the arts. These works of arts include um, continue to inspire contem contemporary artists and offer a glimpse into the fascinating history of West African kingdoms. Queen Idia's bronze portrait sculptures are considered some of the most iconic works in African art. These sculptures are known as Queen Mother portraits and are highly valued for their intricate design and technical skill. They are believed to have create, been created in the 16th century during Queen Idia's reign as Queen Mother of the Benin Kingdom in present-day Nigeria. These portraits are notable for their realism and attention to detail. They depict Queen Idia in a frontal pose with a regal bearing and a confident gaze. Her hair is depicted as Portuguese man standing on her head, and this is to show the trade that went on between them. We see we also see two lines on her head, and this is most likely this most likely shows her position on the royal court or her son's title. The sculptures are highly decorative with intricate details such as beaded necklaces, elaborate, elaborate headdresses, and intricate scar um, scar um, scar scarification patterns. These elements are symbolic of the queen's status and power within the kingdom. In addition to their visual appeal, Queen Adia's portrait sculptures are also significant for their historical, historical and cultural context. The Benin Kingdom was a wealthy and powerful kingdom. And these sculptures were created to commemorate the queen, the queen's contributions to the kingdom's prosperity and cultural heritage. The sculptures were also used as diplomatic gifts, and were ox were um, exchanged with other kingdoms to demonstrate the strength and wealth of the Benin Kingdom. Queen Idia's legacy continues to inspire people and influence people around the world. Her bronze portraits are highly prized by museums. And the collectors that and her and she is a highly important um, historical figure in the continent of West Africa, and she serves as a testament to creativity and the ingenuity of artists and people. And she remains an important part of Nigeria's cultural heritage. The impact of the Queen Idia's contributions can still be felt in the world of art and culture, and her legacy continues to live as a symbol of strength, creativity, and cultural heritage, which earned her the name as Benin's Queen Mother and as iconic in shaping Benin and Nigeria's history for years on. And that's a wrap for today's episode on Nigerian history. I hope you guys have enjoyed this journey from through the rich and diverse history of Benin, Nigeria. From the pre-colonial era to present day, Nigeria has a story to tell and a legacy to be proud of. If you guys have any questions or like to suggest a, or suggest a topic for a future, for a future episode, please feel free to reach out to me at rakib.com. I'm always here to answer your questions and bring you engaging content. content. Thank you for tuning in. Now I'll see you next time.